I invite you to remain standing as you are able as we share from God's holy word for us this day. It is a familiar story, a parable from Matthew's gospel, which as the rain was pouring down this morning, I thought was a very appropriate scripture passage um, for us to be reading. Um, But even though this is a familiar passage, um, God is always inspiring us with new ways of understanding Jesus's words. So let us receive these words today from Matthew's gospel. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Now when Jesus had finished saying these words, the crowds were astounded at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. May God add blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of this portion of God's holy word. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Please be seated. I would echo Daniel's words that it is a joy to be with you in worship this morning. Uh, My name is Kathleen McMurray, one of the pastors on staff. Um, And each and every week, it is my privilege and my honor um, to be able to share in this time of learning um, and growing uh, with this faith community. On this Father's Day, um, I do say a word of thanks for um, our fathers and father figures um, that echo the loving um, heart of um, God who Jesus called Father. Um, And also recognize that on this Father's Day, it can be a tough day for a lot of different reasons. Um, And so wherever you find yourself today, thank you again for your presence, whether in person or online. Thank you for being part of worship this morning. Let's pray. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I want you to imagine with me, if you will, a scene. A scene that is going on in a number of places, right as we speak. A scene where a child is getting dropped off at their first overnight camp during the summer. Some of you may have been those children, and some of you may have been parents dropping off a child at that overnight camp. There's a lot of fear and trepidation that comes along with that And I want you to imagine the parent leaning over to their child as they prepare to say their goodbyes, anxious about that week ahead for their beloved little one. Imagine that parent going down and beginning to give all the wisdom and instruction that they can possibly offer in that short period of goodbye. Remember to brush your teeth. Remember to wear clean underwear. Remember to take a shower and wash your hair. Remember uh, to, to be nice and to mind your manners. Remember that you are loved. 
remember to do all of the good things and be polite and to obey the rules and remember, remember, remember. There's so many things to remember. And at the end, the parent says, just make good choices. Just make good choices. I feel like that is what Jesus is saying in this scripture passage for today. Make good choices. It is the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, as it has been called in Matthew's Gospel. Jesus has been preaching and teaching for two chapters on how people are to live lives differently because they are his followers. How they are to live lives with the kingdom of God, the reign of God, the economy of God, the ways of God at the center. How living in those ways with that understanding of the world as God's and of life as God's makes a difference. Jesus, during the sermon, has preached what we know as the Beatitudes, words of blessings for those that often don't find blessings in the world. Blessings for peacemakers, for those that are meek, for those that are mourning, um, for those that are suffering or are persecuted. Jesus offers words of instructions in this sermon about loving your enemies, about praying for those that hurt you. Jesus talks about what it means to live a generous life, to live generously and to give generously, not because of the power or prestige that it brings or the um, accolades that it brings, the attention that it brings, but, but to give generously because it echoes the generous heart of a generous God. Jesus talks in this sermon about praying. Praying not so that people will see you praying and think that you're a good holy person, but praying because you are seeking the transformation in your life that God brings through prayer. Jesus offers instructions during this about looking introspectively at ourselves and what we get wrong rather than pointing fingers and judging what everybody else is doing wrong in their lives. It's a different way of living and a different way of being that Jesus has been offering all of these words about. And our scripture for today comes as the conclusion and he says, now, you've heard what I have to say. You've heard all of these words and the choice is yours. Follow them or don't follow them. Be smart, be wise, and do what I say, or be foolish and don't. Be smart and wise like the man who builds a house on a rock versus one who builds a house on sand. Now the Palestinian people there in the first century would have been quite familiar with what it me meant to build a house on rock versus sand. There in Palestine, they found themselves building their homes not with contractors and building codes like we have today, but out of everyday materials. Most homes were built out of clay and thatching. They would often have to be 
rehoned and rebuilt as time went on because they weren't as sturdy as some of the materials that we build homes of now. Also, in first century Palestine, they were in the middle of a huge floodplain. Um, and so whenever rains would come through, those houses would often be swept away. And so people sought to build their homes on hills, elevated above kind of that floodplain that the water could go around the homes when it came down. But there's only so many natural hills around. <laughs> and so people began building their homes on foundations, some way to begin to get their homes out of those floodplains and have them be more stable. But there's a couple of different ways that they could build their homes. They could build their homes out of rock, rocks that were put together at that time very intentionally, very meticulously, rocks that were strong, that would take probably a little bit more building, but that could be a firm foundation on which to build a home. They could build their house on rocks, or they could build their house on sand. Another way to get a home elevated off of the floodplain around, and they could put together a foundation of sand and build a home on that foundation. Both of the homes were built out of the same building materials, and both, in good times, in normal times, would be raised and would, at least on the surface, appear to be strong. But then the rains would come. And only one of those foundations would withstand the rains. People in first century Palestine knew that. They knew that these builders made good choices and that these builders did not. So when Jesus is talking about the wisdom of following his words, of using the building materials in a way that is sustainable, rather than hearing those words, those same building materials, but not structuring life in a way that they will be able to stand. He's speaking in language that people understand. It is wise to build house on rocks. It is wise, anybody would know, that that's the right way to build. That that's the way that's going to be good when the rains come, when the storms come. Following my examples, he says, is the wise way to live your life. That's the good choice. It is foolish, he said, to hear my words, to receive these words that I have, to be in my presence, to seek to follow me, but not to actually integrate those words into your way of living. 
Because following Jesus is not simply about being able to regurgitate the words that he says. It's not simply about being able to preach the words of God. But it is about integrating the words of Jesus, the ways of Jesus, the life of Jesus into our lives. For making the ways of Christ the foundation for building our lives. And if we do that, Christ says, then when the rains come, when the floods rise, when life is such that we could collapse under its pressure, if our life has been built on the love and the grace and the hope and the ways of Jesus, we will more likely be able to withstand that torrential downpour that can be life. Notice that Jesus does not promise that the rains won't come. That's not what this is about. But it is that when the rains come, we are better able to withstand them when our lives are built around the ways of Christ. Around loving at the center. Loving even when it's hard to love. Loving our enemies. Well, when somebody does something to really hurt us, if love is then the foundation on which our lives are built, it's still going to be hard to be hurt. But we will better able to not let that hurt collapse our spirits. Building our lives around Christ's way of looking inwardly and not judging others. If our lives are built in that way, when we encounter somebody that we don't understand, when we encounter somebody that could really make us angry <laughs> or fearful, having that life built in a way that causes us to look inwardly rather than to look with pointed fingers will serve us well and prevent us from being paralyzed by fear or judgment or a heart of anger. Building our lives around the ways of God, building our lives on the hope and foundation of Christ Hearing these words that he offers and living a life of them makes it so that when tragedy happens, when cancer comes, we are built on hope. We are built on community. We are built with something that is more resilient than what the world has to offer. In its life goals of wealth or power 
or privilege or prosperity. Instead, we are built on a foundation of grace and compassion and love. And that will hold. That will hold when it seems as if everything around us could collapse. Tammy Hicks was a woman living in the rural town of Gay, Georgia. She was known affectionately by those around her as Mama Tammy because she sought to be a mothering figure to everyone in her community. She was very involved in her local church. She took great pride in the fact that she was an usher each and every week. And everybody who came in that door, it was her responsibility to make sure that they were greeted with a smile, that they felt loved, and that they felt cherished. Mama Tammy also was very involved in creating a community center on the property of her church so that children from her community who had nowhere to go after school because their parents were working and they could get into trouble or go astray came, were able to come to this community center and have homework help and have sa a safe place, a loving place to be. Mama Tammy had structured her life. She sought to structure her life in the way of Jesus. And when cancer came to her mother, to her sister, to herself, when her son, Miles, left and became estranged, she continued to live life on that foundation of love. And that foundation of love held strong when her mother died, when cancer that she thought was gone in remission came back. That love, that foundation held strong when her son tentatively and hesitantly came home out of desperation and came out to her and told her that he was gay and that he was afraid. That foundation of love, the way of Christ, held strong as she was able to start anew this relationship with him. Mama Tammy, each and every day, sought to try and live a life that was built on the love and grace of Jesus. And her son is the first to say, she is the first to say, that she doesn't always get it right. But she does know that when she gets it wrong, that she can turn to love, she can turn to grace, and in humility turn to Christ to allow him to secure her, to lift her up once more because that foundation of the love and grace of Jesus, of the ways of Jesus, can stand firm. Make good choices, Jesus says. It's not always easy. In fact, many times it is very difficult. 
But the foundation we have is not simply a list of rules. Because those rules at their heart, the ways of Jesus at at their heart, they are about love. They are about grace. They are about life that will withstand, that will lift us up, that will secure us in a hope that is more than this world has to offer. There's more than we can do on our own. The good news for us is that we are built on this foundation of Christ that will secure us, that will lift us, that will resurrect us and hold us firm when the storms come. So today, friends, it is my hope and my prayer that we can make good choices. that we can build our lives around the ways of Christ, that we can be wise in that, so that when the storms come, when life could collapse us, that we can be supported, that we can be secured, and that we can be lifted up by Christ whose power is abundant by Christ whose power can lift up and transform the world. Let us make good choices, not because it's just the right thing to do, but because those choices make a difference, because Christ makes a difference for us and for the world. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we give you thanks that on you we can rest our hope. On you we can rest our lives. We give you thanks that you secure us, that you strengthen us, that you uphold us with your strength and with your power when it seems as if this world may just beat us to the ground. Help us, O God, empower us with your spirit that we can make good choices, that we can follow in your ways of love and of grace and of life. Build your rocks beneath our feet. Strengthen us in our weakness that we can be a witness the powerful love and grace and life that you have that reigns eternal. Amen.